Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. You are listening to a Pleasure Podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. Welcome back to Private Parts Unknown podcast that explores love and sexuality around the world. I'm Courtney Kosak. And I'm Sophia Alexandra. And we are coming to you somewhere from the San Fernando Valley for our Swinging During a Pandemic episode. That's right, baby. Picture yourself as a Tarzan and you're swinging (laughs) with your partner from dick to booby to pussy and having a very careful yet very satisfying time together. What do you mean, careful as in, like, no STDs or... Careful like COVID careful. Oh, my God. That was, like, the only two minutes I forgot about COVID for the last, like, year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, must be nice. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, we are so excited to have today's guests on the show. They are going by an alias because you'll find out. You're going to find out. But uh, we have Ted and Alice on the podcast. They're dear friends of ours. They're in an open relationship. We have watched the trajectory of Open marriage. Open marriage. Yeah. We have been bore witness to the trajectory of their relationship. And these guys are crushing it at being open, don't you think? Not just at being open. They're crushing it by any measures of any couple. Totally. And I think there's a lot to learn from them, even if you're not in an open marriage yourself. And also, they might really tempt you to open up your marriage. So, Soph and I are not speaking from experience in that regard, but maybe we are. (laughs) (laughs) So you guys, enjoy our friends, Ted and Alice. Oh my God, privates. We have maybe the biggest treat that we've ever had on Private Parts Unknown because we have two of our bosom buddies who are here, Ted and Alice. They're going AKA Ted and Alice. And they're here to tell us about swinging in the pandemic. Welcome, you guys. We are so excited. Hi. Hi. Thanks for having us. (laughs) Thank you. It is such a joy to have you both on because we've been friends with y'all for a while. Uh, We were friends with Alice before there was a Ted and Alice. Mm -hmm. And it's been really fun watching the whole thing come together. (laughs) The relationship. Totally. We went to the wedding of Mm -hmm. Ted and Alice just like, what was that, two years ago? Three and a half years ago. Three yeah. and no, a half, two and a half. Two and a half, two years, and a half ago. years ago. Okay. We went yeah. to the bachelorette party of Alice also, <laughs> yes. which has a yes. very fun story attached to it. Yes, where the strippers stole our drugs and they weren't even real <laughs> drugs. The drugs ended up being an anti-seizure medication for a girl with epilepsy. Yeah. So it was really not a smart move on the strippers part. <laughs> But also the strippers organization didn't do anything. They were like, well, that's 
Brian or whatever. They were like, what do you expect? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he drove out to Palm Springs for you bitches. Did you not not even. They're like, it's try. Cathedral City Stripper. <laughs> that is what you you get. That's what you get. Yeah. Because like like afterward, like my, my maid of honor called and she was just like, hey, so, you know, um, customer service, with, I'd like to file a complaint about uh, said stripper. And they were like, what? And <laughs> just like, yeah, he was supposed to show up at nine. He showed up at four. It's really weird four, having a 4 p.m. 4 p.m. Yeah, not, not 4 a.m. And the that, sun was still out. There's still daylight like coming through the windows. And there's like a guy being like, uh, I, hi, my name's Brandon. I'm here. I'm your stripper. And we're like, oh, what? Okay. He's and like, so- I got a lot of partying to do tonight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're all still getting dressed. Some of the girls are asleep because we're legitimately <laughs> not supposed to be partying until like five hours later. <laughs> he really went through all the appropriate motions. We should have no complaints. He rubbed up on all of us, but... I have a lot of complaints. It was devoid of passion. <laughs> Ew, no. He shaved his butt and it was spiky. And then he made me touch it and rub it up and down. And it was his, like, like he shaved his butt yesterday. Yes, his <laughs> butt had like a five o'clock shadow. And it like gave me like rug burn on my hands. It was so gross. Ew. It was like the opposite of Magic Mike. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure who did. Anyway, all this to say, we love strippers overall. (laughs) This was just a bad situation. It was a visual treat, but he was also a robber and a drug addict. (laughs) I do love that, like, he made off with seizure pills and laxatives. That's karma, baby. (laughs) Somebody, somebody was like on the street and was just like, "Oh, I got some good shit," and then literally shit. So if that was the bachelorette party, you can imagine this is just delightfully fun relationship and marriage now. So let's get into it, you guys. Yeah. Let's start at the very beginning. Give us the Cliff's notes of like the early Ted and Alice meeting up because your love story was not a straight line, right? It was definitely not. So we were friends for, we worked together and then. We were friends for about four years before we started dating. Yeah, about four years. Yeah. But like work friends, you met at work? We met at we work. We were work friends and then we started texting and then. Alice was, uh, she claims that she first tried flirting with me at work and that I like rebuffed her advances. I have no memory of that. I did because you were super hot. And then we worked out together and you said I had a peasant body and I no, was just no, like, no, 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 no. So he no. begged no. her early on. No. I, Ted, I you said you had a peasant what? Body. I said, we're not fancy Jews. We come from peasant stock. Yeah, but I heard. <laughs> Why did you say we? Okay. Well, Talk about yourself, Jews. dude. <laughs> Talk about yourself. He was just Alice like, no. is a queen. You might be a fucking peasant stock. Get out of here. Yeah, he was just like, so you know how we both look like potatoes? And I was like, what? No, I'm not, I'm not. Like, All right, I guess we're like not making out then. Jesus. Alice, you that's what I heard too. At that point, well, yeah, because then you were like, oh, you look like a potato. And I'm like, I'm not going <laughs> to fuck you. So then I started dating somebody else. Mrs. Potato Head. 
Yes. Topical. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. So, um, okay. So then Ted got demoted to the friend zone after he called you a potato. Ted demoted no. himself to no, the friend zone. No. So, so we, okay. um, I remember, so she claims that she was flirting with me. I was too yeah. dense to pick up on yeah, it. Yeah, I got to say, Alice, I doubt that he rebuffed you. You're a hottie. Yes. I think he totally did not know I, that it was happening in I any totally way. I totally did not know it was happening. But I do remember a few weeks later, we all went to a co-worker's. Uh, it's a show at the comedy store. Yeah, show at the comedy yeah. store. And afterwards, we went to a bar nearby. And I was like, okay, you know. Get a drink with this girl, you know, blah, 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 flirt with her. And then you said something like, oh, my boyfriend died. I'm like, ugh, whatever. Yeah, because I you guess missed we'll your be chance. Friends. You missed your chance. That's what <laughs> happened. It has a little bit of Jim and Pam vibes. Mm-hmm. I never thought that before. But <laughs> So you by yourself four years. Yeah, but it was whenever you were single, I had a girlfriend. Yeah. Whenever I was single, you had a boyfriend. That's true. Mm. That's like single. Jim and Pam, too. Yeah. yeah. So then how did you guys get out of this friendship rut? But wait, clearly he's the Pam. I think so. I'll take that. (laughs) Listen, (laughs) I don't know if Jim and Pam are swinging during the pandemic, okay? They're probably... I'm guessing guessing the swinging scene in Scranton probably wasn't as big as the swinging scene in LA. I don't know. I I get invites, dude. Yeah, I bet Scranton's yeah. freaky. Are you kidding? Actually, yeah. I know some people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I bet it is. Wow. <laughs> All right. Yeah, and like Philly's real right by, and like Philly fucks. Yeah. So finally, like we had kind of this thing, this tradition where like when one of us got broken up with, we would like go over there with like a bottle of wine and some snacks and just like be a real friend. So you broke up. He broke up with somebody. A little before Labor Day. Yeah. 2016. And then I broke up with somebody on Labor Day. Not the first time I've been dumped on Labor Day, but I did. <laughs> very, very pro. Bad holiday for you. A lot of work, really, actually. It really is. So I remember I was talking to Ted before and I said, like, I think this guy's going to dump me. And he's just like, he wouldn't. He would, who would dump you? The guy dumped me. And so I <laughs> called him back and was just like, I, I called it like I knew the guy was going to dump me. He's like, well, I owe you drinks. And so we went out and that became our first date. Ted, did you know when you asked, were you like, "I'm this is my chance? <laughs> I would be lying if I said that I didn't entertain the idea that something might yeah, happen. Yeah, exactly. But I didn't think anything. Like I didn't think, oh, you know, something might happen. Then this girl will move in a month later. Then we'll get married. <laughs> no, it was just like, yeah, I might, get, I might make out with her. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys didn't know that was your first date until after yeah. you yeah. ended up dating. And then you were like, yeah. that was the first one. Yeah. Yeah. But then it sounds like it was just on right away if that was the trajectory. Yeah. And during our first date, like we were talking about like why we were still single because we're both awesome. And like, <laughs> <laughs> so cute. It was a real mystery. <laughs> I know. And then I was just like, I'm like, yeah, you know, I've, I've done monogamy and I've done non-monogamy and I don't think monogamy is for me. I just, I think my next, like from here on out, I just don't think I'm going to even entertain that as a, as an option. And And I never entertained the idea that there was an option other than monogamy. I had heard about non-monogamous people and, you know, seen, you know, representation in TV and movies, but 
I never even thought about it for myself because it just was completely outside of my experience. And when she'd been complaining to you about her relationship issues along the way, were these also in non-monogamous situations, Alice? No, actually, the guy who who just broken up with me, it was just it was casual. It was like he kind of he knew that I wanted something open. He was down with that. And we just split up for the same reasons that like people split up and Mm -hmm. we remain friends. And um, his dog is like really good friends with my dog. So you'd mostly like dabbled in past relationships like you'd had a couple non monogamous things. Yeah. So the biggest like. The biggest uh, non-monogamy one I had was like about a year and a half to two years, kind of depending on like when you, where you draw those lines. Um, But it was really happy. It was like very like kitchen table polyamory. We both had separate partners. Like we communicated everything. And um, yeah, it was like, it was a really like cool happy healthy one and then I sort of had like dabbled and I think I was like trying to kind of come to like that level of openness and trust and everything and I went back to monogamy for a minute had a really bad experience with it and then yeah after that I think just was like I just I don't think I'm I'm cut out for it what would you say is the worst thing that's happened to you in a monogamous relationship compared to what's the worst thing that's happened to you in a polyamorous relationship? So I think the worst thing that happens in monogamy is that like, it becomes very easy to sort of like second guess yourself and feel like you're being like controlled or owned by somebody else. Or that like your actions like have some sort of like, effect on like how they're perceived or how they perceive you or anything like I, I and like, just having to answer for my actions was like, I, that felt like really claustrophobic to me. Mm-hmm. Um, even just like small stuff, like, Hey, I'm going to go like hang out with my male friend and we're going to go to a concert or we're going to go like grab friend. drinks. You were that male friend a couple <laughs> of times. I was accused of cheating on you Yeah, years before we <laughs> hooked up. <laughs> but, yeah. And it's just, I like that sort of always like, I'm like, you feel like you're just a misstep away from like being cast as the bad guy. Mm. And in a non-monogamous relationship, I can just say like, yeah, I'm going to go hang out with this friend. I find him or her super hot. We'll see what happens. And but Ted doesn't even like think that. I I don't know. I don't think that you would assume that I was going to go hook up with somebody. No. If I went out with them. No. Because I would tell you. That's why you guys work, I think. (laughs) Well, when when she's gone out with, you know, male friends of hers, including like an ex-boyfriend of hers who I knew when they were dating, you know, she'll come back and I'll be like, dude, you have fun? She said, yeah, we have fun. I'm like, do you guys make out? She's like, a little. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like (laughs) it doesn't, it's not threatening in any way. Yeah. So can we go back to this meeting? You guys are at the date that you later figured out was a date. And Ted, what was your initial? Because like this has got to be opening your mind up, right? If you're like this girl that I thought I might get lucky with actually wants to be with other people and would want that if we were together. And he was like, where was your head during all this? Were you like sweet or were you like, ooh, scary or both? No, my, my initial thought was probably 
whichever guy dates her next will be really lucky because <laughs> oh. if he's done with it, then, you know, they got the best of both worlds. They can have each other and they can also, you know, see people outside of it. We were friends. Like we had been friends for so long. Imagine being friends with someone for four years and then in one day just being like, oh, we're dating. Like it just didn't happen, though it did. I mean, she moved in like a month later. I did. Yeah. So what happened in that month? What was your like head space and what like what was going on that in, in a month that was cool? So for one thing, her dog, now our dog, our dog, now. Our dog yeah. uh, got attacked by a pit bull who lived in her neighborhood and the no owner of the No shade to pit bulls. We love pit bulls. No, no shade to pit bulls. I remember when this happened. Yeah, but we right. hate bad owners. But the owner, yeah, I mean, the, the dogs, you know, the, our dog was not innocent. You know, she barks. Yeah. But the owner, <laughs> the owner had no intention of doing the right thing, you know, of leashing the dog. So I asked uh, Alice to stay with me. Her office at the time was close to where I lived. And she never moved out. Yeah. And that was then, literally a month after. Yeah. But we didn't really think it was quick because we had known each other for so long. Yeah. You had my furniture. I had her old furniture. Yeah. In my apartment. Because was I it nice was... to just be reunited with it? Yeah, <laughs> I miss those like <laughs> weird pea smells. Oh. Gosh, like pee. It was free it from did. Craigslist. Yeah. Oh, shut up. You guys fuck been... other people. Don't be like, pee the pee stick. <laughs> yeah, but we don't do any of that. <laughs> don't do pee play. Yeah, um, I don't think those two are related, Courtney. You, you made a really weird jump there. <laughs> you know, you guys pee on other people, right? All sex is pee stuff. But again, no. we no kink shaming on the pod. Uh, <laughs> as long as it's between consenting peer and pee, oh, we don't exactly, give a shit. Exactly. Wait, I have a quick question. Yeah. When did you each know you were in love? I remember when I told you I loved you. Oh, I don't know if I know this one. Do you remember when you felt it? I don't remember when I felt it for the first time, but I remember telling you we were walking back from a restaurant that we used to go to, and we were walking by that. Louis and Mar Vista. Yes. Yeah. We walked by the bowling alley, and I told you that I loved you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember that. Wow. So how far in were you? A month. A month. <laughs> a month or two. <laughs> <laughs> so she moved in. And a month later. She moved in October and I probably told her I loved her in November. Mm -hmm. And when did you, uh, Alice, feel the same way? I think it was just, a lot of it was like him being so cool and responsible and like letting us move in and just being like, no, like, you know, you can't go back there. It's not safe. You have a place to stay. And then he would come back and like take care of the dog, like Daddy on his lunch breaks. And I was just like. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I can't, I can't let this go. I'm gonna lock this down. That's so sweet. Okay, so but polyamory or open relationshipness yeah. was you said this on what turned out to be your first date. Mm -hmm. When did it start to become a reality in your relationship, or or even you guys started kicking it around? Two years in. Before you even get there, I wanted to know what Ted your experience and views because you said you'd never, you'd only ever tried monogamy. What yeah. were your views about polyamory going in? I knew next to nothing about it, but I had no judgment about it. I just didn't think it was something 
for me. I kind of assumed that I would just be, you know, too jealous to kind of do it because that was kind of the default. That's what I always think. But I had no judgment about it and I was always open to try it. But yeah, even once we got together, um, it was almost two years into our relationship before we did anything with anyone else. I don't even know if that was really by design. No, it, it just, wasn't. It just kind of... We were just busy and yeah, we just had like other had, stuff to do. Yeah, we just like had our lives. And, and then, on, then on the hottest day of the year, <laughs> yep, I remember because I was literally sweating into my eyes <laughs> in that fire trap of a club. I... So he, I mean, I kind, I always knew that like we would, we would be non-monogamous, but I was just like, I don't know. I had this, like, I'd never gone to a sex club and I really wanted to. And so, uh, yeah, on the hottest day of the year, we went to a sex club and I don't know, it was really fun. It was so much fun <laughs> and I don't like normal clubs and I'm kind of like agoraphobic. I don't like being around a lot of people. I was surprised that you agreed to go. I was very surprised. I thought I was going to go along. I was really nervous going in. And then once I got in there and, you know, I was drunk and that helps. He's, you know, (laughs) nerves. But I had a time in my life. I remember it was like four o'clock. We left and we went to Norm's afterwards. And I remember just like telling you, I was like, I had a lot of fun. You tonight. were just like buzzing with energy, and I was like, "Oh, yeah. shit, he's in." Yeah, he is totally. Like, in. I'm an introvert. That stuff usually is not for me. And then, like, just that night was so much fun. So, I feel like that was like our happy ending vibes, where we were like, <laughs> "That this never occurred to us," but we just like couldn't stop high fiving and like <laughs> skipping around and being like, "Holy shit!" I guess, <laughs> I guess I like getting jerked off. I have a I don't know. (laughs) That's so right. (laughs) What was the club like? Tell us. (laughs) So the club that we went to is it's this one that's kind of it's it ends up kind of being everybody's like starter club. It's the biggest one in LA and no longer at the location that we went to because the fire department five different ones because the fire department keeps shutting it down. For good reason. For, for a very good reason. This place was a death <laughs> a trap. Death trap. But yeah, it's kind of like if you think about like if you walked in, if you were allowed to walk into prom with a bottle of liquor and put it at the bar, and you were able to just like go off and do that, and then it's just prom, and then in the back of prom, you're able to just like fuck whoever you want. That's kind of that club. Alice won a pole dancing contest that night. I did win a pole dancing contest. Alice is a great pole dancer. <laughs> I've gone to classes with Alice, and yes, she is. I can't wait for you and I to go to classes together. They're so fun. I'm going to get you back out. I can't wait. I'm so terrible at it. It's really a joy. <laughs> I love it so much. I'm getting a pole at the Austin place. Oh, good. Oh, perfect. We have an extra room for it, so yes. very excited. But how are you going to do shit by yourself? Like YouTube? I feel like I need the muscle. I like need a lot of time. I need to put in hundreds of hours just by myself. Oh, same. I'm just failing publicly while you fail at, in Austin. <laughs> anyway, side note. So Alice and Ted, did you guys hook up with anyone that night? Yes. Yeah. Usually there's one big main room where people usually just gather. They make out. They dance. 
you know, kind of like just a normal club atmosphere. That's the prom room. With people who are like half dressed. Yeah. And then there are these breakout rooms, these smaller rooms, usually with beds or, you know, something like, like beds. A platform. A platform where, you know. A stage. <laughs> yeah, a stage. You can make out with, you know, the horse of Brungia. You can make out with, not that you're a horse, my dear. Um, you know you can make out with people you know or hook up with people that you know you meet there and then there's usually at these clubs a room or two where it's kind of it's just a free for all orgy free for all room (laughs) yeah and that's the room we went to what are the rules of that orgy room are there rules oh yeah there so there are like so many rules for sex clubs because like if you break them like they don't happen anymore also sex clubs they tend to the good ones anyways tend to allow single women, couples, and they tend to limit single men. Yeah. Yeah. I've read a lot about that because it's just unsafe. Yeah. And if men have like a partner that's uh, with them, it's like they know how to not act a fool. Right. Exactly. Or they'll let single men in, but they'll charge them like four times as much as yeah. other people. Yeah. Right. right. So it's like if you're paying like an arm and a leg yeah. to get in, then like – you're right. not One gonna like. To, get I think it was out. like two hundred dollars if you were a single man. Yeah, that's that's about right. Yeah, it's usually like two to three hundred yeah. for a single guy. So who'd you hook up with? We want the dirt. Yeah. Uh, there was a girl that we were talking to for a while outside, and because everybody was just kind of like huddled outside, it was just it was sweltering hot. The AC wasn't really like working all that well, so everybody was kind of just like hanging out outside, like trying to get like a little bit of a breeze downtown. And we talked to this girl for a while, and then she just, like, went upstairs with us, and she and I hooked up for a little bit, mm-hmm. and then you guys hooked up, mm-hmm. and then you and I did. How far did you guys go? So... I went down on her. You went down on her. I remember going to drinks with her right after. I was like, whoa! <laughs> 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 and then that girl went down on me. Yes. And then Alice and I had sex, and some guy literally standing six inches from us just like looked down at us to the point where we just had to be like... He got like a little too close. Like just, there's a couch like five feet away just go there but that's kind of the cool thing about a sex club is like people will like maybe push a little bit of a boundary but they're very cool like hearing that like yeah. it was just like hey you're just a little too close do you mind just stepping it back a little bit but i like you watching and they're like okay i don't know like the manners of a like a well-functioning sex club it's got good etiquette yeah usually like with the sex club there are two types of people there are people who have never been there before who are really you know kind of too nervous to to make a move on anything. yeah to make a move on anyone and then there are the people who've you know like kind of like people who've been there a bunch of times who know the rules so you don't really have you don't really have a lot of friction mm-hmm. everything's very consent based people usually err on the side of caution oh yeah yeah like you always like the the rule is that like you always ask before like anything like before you like touch anybody or anything like you you definitely like check in so when you started chatting with that girl yeah outside at what point did consent come up were you like do you want to come up with us to the room and then after she said yes and you went up there were you like is it cool if i give you head and she was like yeah and then absolutely and then did ted ask separately yes yeah yeah, that's that's usually what it happens. Like you kind of just like make out and like roll around, and then it's just like I'm like, hey, 
Is this good? Can I go down on you? Can I do this? Can I do that? Do you like a finger? Do not. Mm. It's like, what do you like? And it's kind of cool because it like leaves everybody open to just like say yes or no to anything. And it's not like you are being personally rejected. It's just like, I'm like, no, I like this. I don't like that. I'm like, I don't want anything in my butthole. And then people are like, okay, rad. Great. No, nothing goes in your butt. And I'm like, yeah. I kind of feel like all sex should be like that. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> you know, like obviously if you know someone and you've been having sex forever, like maybe you can have a little more of a shorthand. But like the keeping your mind open to every everything and the being like, is this cool? Yeah. Everyone should do that. I Yeah, I totally love it. And like I think it's just like I kind of picked that habit up in, in poly as well as swinging but it's like you always like kind of just check and see like who's into into what kind of levels and like what people's boundaries are and stuff like that hey vulva owners do you want stronger orgasms hell yeah that's what i like to hear guess what it is scientifically proven that a stronger pelvic floor can lead to stronger orgasms intensity by poor moi gives you that strength Mm, Intensity by Pour Moi is an intimate health and stimulation device. A lot of people might be tempted to call it a vibrator, but it's actually much, much more than that. Everybody loves to talk about the effects of vibration, that OMG moment, but what makes intensity special is how it tightens and tones your pelvic floor muscles. Most people know that Kegels are important, but intensity does them better by automatically exercising the muscles of the pelvic floor for you. And not only will intensity teach you how a properly performed Kegel feels, it also has a vibrating component for your pleasure. Intensity lets you balance feeling good with working hard. And right now, Pour Moi is offering our listeners an additional 25 bucks off intensity when you go to pourmoi.com and enter code PRIVATE at checkout. You can use this code along with any code on their website. Ooh, I love that combo deal. That's $25 off on top of all ongoing promotions when you go to P-O-U-R-M-O-I dot com and use promo code PRIVATE. Pormois.com code PRIVATE. Pormois is FRANCHE! Ted, when you saw your wife eat another woman's pussy for the first time, (laughs) were you like, this is extremely my shit? (laughs) this is the kind of investigative journalism we are all about on this show (laughs) i mean i just need to know because he never considered it really (laughs) so i just like when it's in front of you where you like let me get in there or were you like okay i'm up for sharing this i've never seen someone do it with such vigor out of porn like (laughs) she it was clear that she just a, she knew what she was doing, and B, she loved what she was doing. <laughs> a master at work, a true yeah. master. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so it sounds like it was extremely your shit. It was, but it wasn't anything that I felt I needed to get involved in. I just liked watching it because it was pretty obvious they didn't really want a man involved. But Did see, that's t- like. That's one of my favorite things that you do when we hook up with other people is that like, 
when I'm with somebody else and they're like, is it a place for you? You're like, okay. Yeah. And it was and also, you, you'll just like step back. It was also very clear that, that it so wasn't cool. performative. They weren't yeah. doing it for other people in the room, especially the men. They were doing it because they wanted to do it. But so I feel like, but part of Sophia's question is like, did that get you rock hard for later? Like, <laughs> when did it was you jerk turn? off when you were watching? Like, I want to know. No, it got me hard, but I just liked, I just liked watching. Also, I was, you know, I knew that I would be having sex with Alice soon afterwards, so I wasn't going to uh, ruin it. I was going to pass that up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you pick up some tips from what Alice was doing? No. No. <laughs> no, I usually get those tips yelled at me when I'm down there. <laughs> so did this experience, though, get the wheels in your head turning? Like after the sex club, were you like, okay, I want more sex clubs? Or oh, were yeah. you like, okay, maybe some crazy shit I didn't even think was possible in my life? I didn't know that I liked being watched so much. If you would ask me before that, you know, would you ever want anyone to watch you having sex? No, absolutely not. And then after that night, it just became my thing. Like I really liked <laughs> I love that. I really liked people watching me have sex. And ever since then, I mean, we've had sex in front of, you know, two people in front of a dozen people, one time in front of 20 or 30 people. Damn. Which was the best time? That's a great question. Uh, with you or with another woman? Either way. Same with, with maybe with another woman. That's with more another woman? That's more interesting for me to hear. Yeah. Well, it was with, but here's the thing. <laughs> Alice likes to watch me have sex with other women. I could see that. So I remember we went to this one club and there was a giant beanbag, probably like eight feet in diameter. And knowing that Alice was behind me watching me, like I would turn around and see her, was so hot. I loved it. Um, and then another time we were at this club where I think we had sex in front of 25 people. Mm -hmm. Which one? Green door. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it was just me and Alice on this, like, platform, and it was so hot. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. It was, it amazing. was really good. But I always like her being involved in some ways. Just It's, it's not really as nice. fun if she's not there. Yeah. That's so cute, you guys. <laughs> this is the <laughs> cutest fucking swinging relationship I have ever heard in my whole life. <laughs> there was there was another there, I remember there was a time at the same club that had the beanbag and I was talking to this woman and she and I were like really vibing but she and Ted weren't and um yeah, I don't know you guys just like didn't do you guys just didn't have a flow yeah, yeah just no connection it was fine but you guys got along it just wasn't a I could tell it like wasn't gonna go there and so she took me upstairs and strapped me to this like enormous X bar mm. and flogged me. And I was like, yeah, I, I will definitely try it. She's a professional dominatrix. So I was like, yeah, I, I totally wanted to check this out and see how it is. I didn't think that was my thing. And then I ended it being like, this is extremely my thing. But while it was happening, I was just like, I was flushed. I was just like, oh my God, this is amazing. And Ted told me later 
that uh, some people came up to him. They're like, they're like, oh yeah, like that's that's your girl, right? And he's it's like, yeah, yeah. And they're like, does it turn you on? And what was your response? I said it turns me on. That it turns her on. Yeah. Oh, Ted. He's so sweet. What a bunch. It's like, it's, like a, it's like a Hallmark card. Yeah. <laughs> so just we, we want to keep on this trajectory, but side note, do your parents know? Does your nope. family know? Nope. It's one of those things um, Dan Savage says that sometimes parents have the right not to know. Totally. Mm-hmm. One of mine kind of knows. She knows that you're bi. Well, yeah, but also um, – she thinks bi means something totally different. <laughs> well, she, did, she thinks it's a phase. Yeah, when I, yeah, it's, it's a very long phase that I've yet to come out of. But when I was dating somebody, uh, she went to one of his shows. And at the time, he was doing some material on being polyamorous. And I was like, uh-oh. Like, oh, this, that's probably not a fun way to find out. So I was like, hey, so you're going to go to my boyfriend's comedy show you may hear some things. Mm -hmm. Let's have you hear them from me. And uh, her response was fairly dismissive. So I'm actually like not really afraid that she would ever find out about me and Ted. I think she would just say like, she's just, I don't know. I don't know what she would say. I get that. My parents are like, you know, Minnesotan kind of like on a need to know basis with that kind yeah. of stuff. It's like, if if you're in trouble, fine, yeah. like tell us. But otherwise, we'd rather not know all your little. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, probably they would just think it was just like my bisexuality phase that's lasted like, you know, 20 years. years. Yeah. <laughs> I also think in a weird way, like some parents are freakier than you would mm-hmm. think for sure and one way I know that is so I like I'm a big fan of 90 day fiance and there's this incredibly square fucking couple on there that is the parents of this guy Brandon and then one of our fans through a Facebook group found out and like from where they live was like oh yeah they're huge swingers they go on this huge on these swingers cruises uh, everybody, you know, kind of like low key knows, but they're not open about it. That's and crazy. if you, I showed you the picture of these people, you'd be like, no. And they're so like square on the show. You would be like, no. Yeah. So I think a lot of us may think our parents are a lot more square than they are. Yeah. <laughs> not all of them. You don't have to go there with your parents. If no, you, you don't. To. I understand feeling like you maybe don't need them to know about all your shit. I will say that we've had like one sort of longish term relationship with someone. Um, and I, I think both of us would really like to have that again. Um, and it's like, I think we're, we've, I don't know, to me, it's just like, if we, if we had somebody that was like at the point of a relationship that we would introduce them to our parents, like if we weren't already married, mm-hmm. um, I don't think I would have a problem with that. Yeah, it would have to be we just pretty serious at that point, but we yeah. haven't gotten there. We haven't. But yeah, I mean, it's nothing that I'm ashamed about. It's just, it's more the the questions that I really don't feel like answering, especially from my mother. <laughs> yeah, your mom's good with the questions. Yeah, she's good with the questions. Yeah. <laughs> 
Sophia, have you met your G spot? Um, is it between the F spot and the H spot? I don't know if those are medically correct terms, but yes, it's that (laughs) mysterious little area that is said to hold the secret to toe curling orgasms and hey, even squirting. And hot tip, oh my G, is my current favorite internal sex toy that will introduce you to this special part of you. Yes, I love the Oh My G. It is so stealthy, it's super silent, and it is the best internal G-spot massager for bodies with a vagina. Right? That unique massaging pearl mimics the come hither motion. It moves up and down to stimulate a tongue perfectly lapping away. It's the exact same motion if you're using your fingers to hit the spot, only a lot less work and 10 times better. You know what I always say, Cokes? Come harder and smarter. Yeah, you have to. The Oh My G is so quiet that you can literally do it next to your husband who may be asleep because he had a really long day at work, but you are really awake and could really use some G-spot attention. Story of my life. Yeah, and it has three intensity levels, allowing you to choose the intensity of your orgasm. And even on its highest setting, it's quiet. And it is so easy to control. Most toys have a traditional curve, but the Oh My G has a sleek C shape, which makes it really easy to directly and precisely massage your G spot. Plus you can store Oh My G without worrying that someone will find it. It comes with a little cloth pouch and it's shipped in discreet exterior packaging. Plus, the Oh My G is made with 100% body-safe, FDA-approved silicone. It's a must-have for any toy collection, especially if you enjoy internal stimulation. And a fun bonus, it can also function as a wonderful external clit stimulator. Ooh, gotta love that two-for-one. Yeah, I vouch for that. Really works for that. (laughs) (laughs) And right now, Oh My G is offering Private Parts Unknown listeners, 30% off when you go to iobatoys.com and enter code PRIVATE at checkout. That's iobatoys.com and use promo code PRIVATE to get 30% off your Oh My G. That offer is also included in our episode description. iobatoys.com, code PRIVATE. Shh, I'm coming. Okay, so how did you go from sex party, couple sex parties, to like deciding to open up your relationship on a more polyamorous basis? Like, what was that trajectory like? So after I threw Ted into the deep end with the sex party, with the sex club, we talked, we had like a lot of conversations and I was like, would you want to try just like dating other people kind of on our own and so we did for a while i don't know how long like maybe like, yeah like three or four months yeah. um and we both had like we both had decent relationships kind of like right out of the gate yeah and they they kind of just like ended sort of like almost at the same time sort of just like of their own accord yeah this was all after we had gotten married yeah yeah, yeah. this was like field app shit like you would find people yeah, on field yeah. and on mm-hmm. fi- so field is great. Okay, Cupid has the option to do non-monogamy. That's really good. There's the new app called Open that I think has like its heart in the right place. I I haven't 
we haven't really met people through there, but it seems promising. Yeah. yeah I would say the field is the tinder of the non-monogamous that's polyamory. Pretty, that's pretty community. true. And, well, I think field kind of like hits the spot that we're at, which is like, we are very cool with like a developing polyamorous relationship where like feelings are involved and it's like, mm-hmm. it's very, you know, yeah, you like you expect to see each other at a certain point and everything. But then, you know, we also just we all like to hook up. So I think field's kind of cool with like hitting that sort of spectrum. You know, you said that you really enjoyed getting into like deeper relationships. Mm-hmm. And you were both lucky to have that with different partners. How do the people that you bring into the relationship feel? Are they the kind of people that are essentially like, look, at some point I'm going to have to step away or do they also have a primary relationship and this is their secondary? Because it seems like for you guys, since you are so secure and you're married, it's like, yeah, you have nothing to risk by having some, oh, well, you do have a lot to risk, but I mean, you are legally bound. So if you bring someone in on a long-term basis, they're the odd man out. Right. Whereas if they themselves are like, well, I want to at some point be the primary, like, is does that mean there's always an expiration date on that? Or I guess the answer to all those questions is yes. Yeah, I think I mean, there is like, there's definitely such a thing as like couple privilege, right? Like it is like when you come in as a couple, like you're coming in to any relationship, like from a from just like a very different position. So yeah, I think we've we've been with some people that like our long-term partner, I think she definitely I think I think she ultimately knew that she was going to get a primary partner and we were like very cool with that. She ended up getting a primary partner that was monogamous. Yeah. Which is a bummer for us because mm-hmm. we had to say goodbye to that part of our relationship yeah. and now she is a very dear friend yeah. that we love very much but yeah I think then some people sort of like will do like a solo polyamory where they have you know they have their own primary partner and that's sort of like a separate relationship and then some people it's just like yeah I just want to have like a relationship that I don't have to work too hard for I don't have to think too hard about um, and I think all of those things are really valid. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we've dated couples as well. Yeah. Dating couples tends to be... Um, dating couples is tough. <laughs> it's yeah, really it, it hard. Depends, it depends it's on the couple. so much chemistry. Um, yeah, everyone kind of has to have chemistry. Yeah, four people to like each other. That's right. tough. Yeah. But also, many of the couples that we've seen, we've really liked, even if there wasn't like a spark... We've liked them as people. Yeah. Yeah, we've been very fortunate to, like, have really, really good encounters yeah. for the most part. I mean, a few were, eh, but none of them yeah. were awful. Yeah. So I saw Alice a couple of weeks ago, and you were going on a pre-date that you swore was not going to end sexually. <laughs> and then we were texting the <laughs> next day, and turns out, Turned into a full-blown sex party. So what happened with that? (laughs) It did. Uh, She was new to this, which usually means that, okay, like, take it slow. And uh, 
yeah, then we met, we met her and her boyfriend and then we just like went back to their place and we had a great time. (laughs) Um, So was that a situation where you guys, where it was like, oh yeah, everybody's on board here. We could like, this could turn into a thing, like a regular thing. Kind of. Yeah. So we've seen them twice since then. And, uh, yeah, we text them every day and I'm, I don't know, I'm kind of, I have my fingers crossed. Yeah. I have, I have a crush. Yeah. <laughs> so how does COVID come into, cause you guys were a year into a pandemic. I like know. what, <laughs> how does that change how you guys go about this and try to keep yourself safe? I mean, COVID has definitely put, you know. Oh yeah. So, so I mean like of all stuff. of like the sex parties and the clubs and everything like that, like all like that has come for us that has come to a grinding halt. I wish I could say that has come to a grinding halt for the world. It has not. Uh, I get invitations every single weekend. Yeah. They're just like, come on down, DJ Climax. And I'm like, no, dude, <laughs> like, this DJ is terrible. Wait, wait, wait. Tell me more about DJ Climax. <laughs> Is, is a real person who spins real sex clubs in Los Angeles. What a lost opportunity to be DJ multiple orgasm. I know. I know. Do they require tests to see this guy spin? Like, are there COVID rules for these super spreader events? <laughs> no, uh, nothing, no. Not in the email. There's nothing. You have to tell them that you're not sick. Wow, that's bad. Ooh. It's pretty much like those old airport rules where, like, no one that you didn't know. They're like, like don't you. say bomb in an airport, yeah. and then you're not a terrorist. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's kind of that. We haven't been to any of those. We, yeah, we have definitely not been to them. And we they're kind to, of they're... at the beginning of the pandemic, they were doing virtual swing parties, oh which my God, were we went to one. Oh, uh, they were awful. <laughs> yeah, because how do you hook up virtually? You can't fuck. You, What's the point? You don't. It's, there's no, it's like a Zoom thing, but with like loud music and like half naked people. You guys, it was the worst. It was I, awful. I was just like, I can't, I can't go through a pandemic and like not go to one of these. Like this, I mean, also like this is June, maybe no, May or June. This was June. like March or April. Oh, was it? Yeah, okay. This was early. I guess I got hornier faster than I thought. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I was like, if this is happening, like I, I feel like I need to experience it. And so I bought a ticket for a virtual sex club and it was a fucking nightmare. Yeah. I bailed um, out like five minutes in. You did. And I was just like, no, I need to get my $25 worth. <laughs> so I tried to stay, but it was terrible. Oh my God. So bad. Oh, it's awful. People this, were like wearing their nicest sweatpants for it and like yeah. blowing cigarette smoke into the Zoom camera. And I was just like, I am you're in trying hell. to eat a pussy and you're just like, oh my God, I'm licking my computer camera. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this so has gone bad. wrong. <laughs> it, was, it was just the grossest thing. Yeah. But with this couple that we've seen twice, yeah. um, we get tested and she's actually uh, in the medical field. So she's been vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. yeah. Very fancy. So, um, you know, there's limited risk there, hopefully. How long did you guys last in the quar without starting to swing again? We made it pretty, I'm pretty proud of us. Yeah, we made it like six months before we, but then we had a couple (laughs) of people, we got, 
we got hey, tested and we like we did a whole thing with a couple that we knew that we'd played with before yeah. we were like all right let's let's both get tested and let's wait two weeks and then in two weeks game on yeah um yeah so we always get tested which allows us to rationalize this in our heads i know uh-huh. I feel like I'm just like, are we getting an A plus in in, co- in quarantine? No, I think <clears throat> we're B getting minus. a B. We're de- we're passing the class. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Have either of you go- had COVID yet? No. Okay. Not that we well, know of. You're not failing. No. Have any of your partners? No. No. How many people do you know that are also swinging through the pandemic? Socially, we know a lot. Okay. And I kind of, I'm, I've been keeping in touch with like, you know, it's just, you have sort of a, a kinkster non-monogamy swinging poly kind of, kind of community. community. And <clears throat> I think there is like definitely a divide of people who are just like, we will not meet anybody. And then people who are just like, it's a hoax. And then a whole swath in, in between. I, I mean, I, I've definitely cut people off who've been more on the it's a hoax side or even uh-huh. like edging toward that. I'm like, yeah, you're, I'm like, you're not, I was like, firstly, I don't want to get COVID from you. Secondly, totally. I don't <laughs> trust like your understanding of science. Yeah. I'm like, is chlamydia a hoax? Like what else is a hoax to you? <laughs> Great questions. Because that is a thing in the poly community, right? You guys typically would like getting tested as part of your whole like being on the level. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. That's so important, right? Yeah, for sure. And I mean, I don't think I've ever been in a situation where condoms weren't being used. No, we don't I mean, go to any any scene that doesn't have condoms. We're yeah. just not a part of A lot of the clubs will actually offer just condoms, like bowls of condoms. Yeah. But we bring our own because... Yeah. Yeah. Because they don't they don't have the nice ones. Yeah, they don't have the nice ones. <laughs> of course, yeah, they're free. Yeah. Exactly. But yeah, it's it's kind of cool. Like, um, it's you get so used to having like safe sex talks and having like talks about like STIs and testing and everything like that that, um, kind of broadening that to talking about COVID testing and talking about your risks and your safety practices and stuff like that is is kind of like. I don't know. It, it it is never like an awkward conversation. No, it's it's just, a natural. It was like a very natural thing to sort of just like add on to it. Yeah. Okay. So you guys have tips for, cause our poly episodes are always very popular. People, <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of people are curious, ourselves included. What would be your tips for people thinking about getting into it? And I guess perhaps more importantly, do you think that, this lifestyle makes your relationship better or where are you at on that? I think, okay. So to ask, answer your second question. Yeah. I think, I think this has definitely made us closer and made us like bond and trust each other in this like very unique and profound way. Yeah. And well, I think it definitely makes our relationship better. There's a tendency in the non-monogamy community to kind of look down on people who are monogamous and you know i remember we went on a date with one couple and the guy was just going off and how monogamy was this 
dead idea. He took cancer. Yeah, he also a, really sucked. He also sucked. Yeah. <laughs> just but terrible. There's nothing wrong with being monogamous. You just have to figure out what is best for you and your partner. Mm-hmm. Um, also, key to that is communication. Uh, there really can't be any secrets when it comes to being non monogamous. I actually disagree with you there. Uh Uh Um, I think you just have to be on the same level of disclosure. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Because like I think some some people it's just like I kind of don't want to hear about it or I just yes you know what Ted comes home and when you were like dating by yourself especially a lot I was just like tell me everything I want to hear. She would stay up just to hear what (laughs) had happened. (laughs) I was so excited for him. Um, Whereas with me, you don't care. I don't. Yeah, I don't. It's not that I don't care. It's just I don't. I don't need to hear. I don't. I don't get anything from hearing yeah. a play-by-play of what happened. Yeah. Whereas you love it. You'll, I love it. You'll yeah. make popcorn. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think yeah, it's just like as long as you kind of like reach a level of disclosure that is comfortable for both of you, I think that's that's the big one for me. So if some if you knew somebody that was interested, you just t- say talk to your partner. Like, how do you start? So usually it's just like if there's somebody I'm interested in, I um, I'll kind of just like vet them a little bit to kind of just see if like they're worth pursuing, if they have any like deal breakers. Um, like a lot of people just like show themselves out the door within like five minutes of talking to them. They're just like, I don't, I don't use condoms. I'm like, oh, we're done. Um, yeah. Or, you know, or whatever. People who've asked if they can breed you. Oh my God. That's so gross. Yeah. So, oh, what was the one that someone asked me yeah. where I was like, what the. Oh, some guy mean? like asked like, Hey, Hey bro, are you fixed? Oh yeah. Yes. If I was fixed. Yeah, it was it was ups- it was like an upsetting way to say hello to someone. Which is like not to kink shame anyone if that's your thing, but usually you get to know someone and it's not thirty seconds into a conversation over I am. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So usually, yeah, it's just kind of vet them and see like if it's somebody we want to that I want to talk to, and then if Ted's involved, then I talk to him and I sort of like show you what they're all about and get your feedback on that. And then we kind of go from there. Yeah. We haven't dated separately in. I mean, I have a, I have my own partner. You, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's true. Yeah. But, but you guys do things that I'm I have, not as into. I have a, I have a partner that is, that is uh kink play. Yeah. Yeah. What kind of stuff do you do together and what's your partner like? This partner is male, which surprised me because most of the kink play I've enjoyed has been with women. He was he was a really cool person, and I, I gave him a shot. And then he turned out to be like really skilled and like knew what he was doing. And I've like checked out some things that I was like really anxious about before. I was kind of like always interested in, but like always a little scared of. And so like. We do a lot of like bamboo caning and it's like the hottest thing in the world. I love it so much. And I come back and I show Ted. And it is uh, insane. It's it's pretty cool. I it's, love it. It's like so exhilarating. It's something that I could never do to her because the amount of force it must take to 
make those marks. I it's, couldn't do that. Oh, it's the hottest thing. But she it. loves it. <laughs> you totally love it. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> this has been incredible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Should we address like why we're not using our real names? I think it got explained with your family thing. Is there something? It's nothing to do with our family. Yeah, because I mean, like, we're pretty out to most people. Yeah, there's no, we're not hiding who we are because there's any shame yeah. attached to it. It's- no, the only the the only reason we are hiding our names for this, which and adopting very waspy pseudonyms, <laughs> um, named taken from a movie from the '60s. It's actually yeah, like, classic yeah. swinger names. Yeah, not a very good movie. No, it's not. And also, we're, we're more of a Bob and a Carol than a Ted and Alice. But, <laughs> um, uh, no, we're, we're looking to start a family hopefully soon, and adoption is one of the things on our radar. And so Just being overly, so overly being cautious. Crazy cautious. Crazy cautious. For that. But after we figured that part out, then I definitely sort of like want to come out and be like more public and write more publicly and stuff like that because – it's been such a great fun thing. Yeah. Um, and it's been like such a big part of our lives and our relationship that I'm actually like very excited for the opportunity to be public. I love that, you guys. I feel like even when you first got married and you were like, we're going to do this as our lifestyle or whatever, I was yeah. like, I mean, go with God. But <laughs> I, I didn't know that it could be as successful as it is. You guys are like solid as a rock and you seem so happy. I love it. Totally. We are. Yeah. yeah. I love you, Alice. I love you, Ted. Aw. Oh, my God. <laughs> so and I love I am so happy. I was going to, like, nerd out earlier, but I've been, like, such a fangirl of both of you for, like, oh, my God. It's been, like, a goddamn decade. I know. I've been, following, How crazy. I've been following this podcast for, oh, what was it? Like, it's been four seasons now? I was, like, one of your first subscribers. Remember you told that. me you were like starting a podcast and I'm like, cool, click that follow. <laughs> and it's like, it's gone through so many changes and I'm so proud of you guys. I love you so much. Oh, we love you. We love you so much. You're our favorite. Ted, you're cool too. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, no, Ted, we love you. <laughs> yes, thank you guys so much for agreeing to share all of this. It's been so fascinating for oh us. Oh my God, thank you for having thank you guys. us. Thank you Looking forward to this forever. Oh, that was so fun. I hope we are talking to them again after they have expanded their family and we can see how what it looks like to be happy in an open relationship with kids. Definitely. I think they're the kind of couple that we'd want to keep checking back in with. And yeah, I think seeing people be so in love and so joyful in such a kind of dark time right now for everyone Mm -hmm. is just a little bit of a balm for the soul. And I hope you guys felt that. Yeah, I totally did. So you guys, we have a ton of fun stuff coming at you. Next week, we have our sex bots, okay? And the following week, we have... 70-something septuagenarians who are getting it on while they take MDMA and roll Molly together. You guys, it is a trip, so stay tuned. Hey, Sophia, what's that bomb-ass music? 
That music is by our friend Amy Rosh. You should check her out on Spotify. Her last name spelled R-A-A-S-C-H. This episode was mixed by Mike Castaneda from Plastic Audio. We love you, you, my Mike. Mike. Wow, that was a pretty good one. Not good. (laughs) (laughs) We have different standards, apparently. And now it's time for... The Review of the Week. This review is from Baby Joe Pesci. Five stars, frankly hilarious. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) I have really enjoyed listening so far. Lots of laugh out loud moments. The episode format feels like sitting in a super interesting conversation with some chill friends. Courtney and Sophia do a great job keeping things entertaining with clever humor. Oh, spelled the British way. I love that. And observations mixed with intensely thought-provoking discussion. Booyah. Amazing. Go us. And if you guys want to feed our egos, you go to ratethispodcast.com slash private. Really, honestly, like we need it. (laughs) It means a lot to us and we read all of the reviews and we'll read yours on air. So please leave us one. And if you guys want to follow the show and keep the conversation going after the podcast, head on over to the social meds, go to Instagram, follow us at private parts unknown, follow us on Twitter at private parts un. you can follow your girl Cokes at Courtney Kosak, K-O-C-A-K on all the platforms. And you can follow your girl Sophs at the Sophia, S-O-F-I-Y-A on Twitter and Instagram. And you should really buy my stand-up album, Father's Day, anywhere you listen to albums. Well, if we're going to pimp shit, also, Cokes has a OnlyFans. OnlyFans. Okay? Coco Peep Show. See some great titties. She has an amazing painted photo shoot up. You guys, you need to check it out. Yeah. Go to Sophia, get the laughs, come over, get the boobies, and then listen to the podcast. We love you guys. See you next time. Bye. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.